The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Two Minute Warning, which I hope is actually live now after our technical difficulties to kick things off at the beginning of the show. Very sorry for all of that. Thank you for sticking with us. Hope you haven't waited for too long. We're at quarter past nine now. Very sorry. Let's not dwell on it any further and move straight on. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you, Jez? Uh, I was fine until about 15 minutes ago, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, a bit, bit, bit of technical difficulty, but we got there in the end, didn't we? We've got there, and I've on the fly learned some new things about this streaming software. So it's not all bad. It's No. It is what it is, I, uh, I think is the, the best way of putting it. Shall we crack straight into our, our first topic and get going? I think we better have, didn't we? <laughs> Nothing else to do. So, uh, breaking news out of Massachusetts today. The New England Patriots have signed former Carolina quarterback Cam Newton to a one-year deal. Newton missed last season after having surgery and then was cut by the Panthers at the end of the season. Matthew is our resident Patriots fan. I'm going to give you the floor to, to kick things off. Uh, how do you feel about Cameron Newton in New England? Um, yeah, so um, I, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I, I've seen him play for the Panthers a number of times, but um, he was the NFL MVP, um, Heisman Trophy winner in college. Um, good playing style, from what I remember, very mobile out of the pocket, um, but um, is his shoulder injury history going to hinder his chances of throwing what will probably need 25-plus touchdowns um, to compete not only in the league next season, but against a stronger-than-usual opposition in the AFC East. It's a smart move, um, since we only had Stidham and an ageing Brian Hoyer on the depth chart at QB. But if he wants that $7.5 million incentive contract, he's going to have to perform. And it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch it unfold. I mean, controversially, I really like this move and I hate the Patriots. So yeah. anything that makes you better, I should automatically hate. But I think this is a really shrewd move uh, by Belichick and co. Because. Jarrett Stidham is totally unproven. We know absolutely nothing about him. I don't really think the Patriots know a whole lot about him, and they haven't got too much time to work it out. Cam Newton's a proven commodity. He's had injury problems, yes, but the guy, as you said, was an MVP in 2015. He took his team to the Super Bowl after that team went 15-1, and Yeah, and he's got to be better than Stidham, at least as a presence, as a starting quarterback. He's got to be better. Yeah. And if you are concerned that maybe Cam Newton has a bit of an injury bug, you you keep Stidham, you drop Hoyer, yeah. and maybe you go and give Colin Kaepernick a call and bring him in as a backup. Newton yeah. and Kaepernick would work perfectly together in my book. Yeah. So, yeah, as time expires, I think it is a good move. Yeah, Never definitely. thought you'd 
definitely. Hear me say that about the Patriots, <laughs> did you? Not one bit. So we'll, we'll return to uh, our regularly scheduled Patriots bashing then. Okay. Uh, and the Patriots have been punished by the NFL for illegally videotaping the sideline during the December 8th Bengals-Browns game. The Patriots will lose their 2021 third round pick and be fined $1.1 million by the league, as well as being banned from sending any film crews to games throughout this season. Is that a fair punishment? Let's go back to our resident Patriots fan and hear him try and defend this. Okay, so my defence is... (laughs) I I think the NFL have had a bit of double standards here um, because the Ravens have done it um, quite recently. Um, $1.1 million isn't really a fine for Robert Kraft, though. Um, he's he's rolling in money, as everybody knows. Um, Third-round draft pick, missing that might sting. Um, and no, films cru- no film crews at games doesn't bother me anyway. Um, and surely we might be able to get out the drones might help um and i think that's um, asking for for trouble considering your history that the the drones is probably a bad idea but yeah yeah i I just think um if you don't get caught then fine but if you do you deserve the punishment but yeah again still double standards as usual from the nfl i'm not sure i'm with you there but i think this is the perfect punishment for what the crime was in this case like did they make a deliberate attempt to film the signals this time no i don't think so why would anybody like spy on the bengals of all people um but (laughs) given their history as you well know of the original spygate uh example had to be made so there's the punishment as far as not letting them film, what? Why are they filming extra footage anyway? Like, what exactly are they going to be picking up that the NFL cameras don't? The special angle of Belichick looking all broody and hoodie, or like, <laughs> we'll just what? do this. Yeah, we can. You can film that like somewhere else in your own yeah. time. Um, and Kraft will soon be punished for being a a dirty whoremonger. So. He should probably be saving his pennies, and uh, this 1.1 million may hurt him and his organization. We'll have to see. This show is full of fun, isn't it? Let's uh, move swiftly on uh, to news about Dak Prescott. Uh, He assigned his franchise tag with the Cowboys. The question is will he play under that tag, or will the two parties get themselves together? to form a long-term deal by the July 15th deadline. So uh, I'm going to kick things off as we put two minutes on the clock. And in my book, Dak Prescott's got all the power in this situation. Um, There was question about whether he would be signing this tag, but I think now is the perfect time for him to do so for two reasons. First of all, this league year is completely uncertain with the coronavirus and whether it's actually going to happen at all and so if Dak Prescott wanted to be paid he needed to be signed to a team so the franchise tag is a easy way of saying I'm going to be paid a good chunk of money and I'm protected if the season doesn't happen so that's reason one why this is a good move on Dak's part the 
second is that the Cowboys are interested in trading for uh, New York Jets cornerback Jamal Adams. Yeah. A bit, bit more on that later. And so, really, Jerry Jones wanted Dak to be taking a cut price deal so that they could afford to take on Adams' contract. It's quite a hefty one. So, with Dak getting in and securing his money now, it may prevent that, but it protects Dak and his payment. Uh, what do you think? Um, so, um, just just look at this whole situation. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere uh, this season. Coming, however, um, I don't see him renewing any contract with the Cowboys and anything they'll offer him anyway. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting seeing what he actually does over the next week or so, um, and then you know whether he ends up in a different city. Um, but is he actually worth that franchise tag down in um, Dallas? I think he's worth it. He's a hell of a lot better than the majority of other starting quarterbacks in the league. And that franchise tag is an average of all the other salaries. So unless you, you want to pay big bucks to somebody that is definitely better, I think Dak Prescott's the best you're going to get, really. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> take, take what you can get if you're the Dallas Cowboys. So the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced on Thursday that the Hall of Fame game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers that was scheduled for August the 6th has been cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. What does this mean for the NFL season in 2020? Are we likely to get a season that kicks off on time? Two minutes on the clock. Let's have a go. The NFL are being far too quiet about the coronavirus and their plans for a season really yeah. i don't see any contingencies being put forward there's not really any thinking going on i guess they're just hoping that everything's going to be normal by the time camps open but yeah. like newsflash that is just not going to happen not yeah. in the states where it's one of the only countries right now where the the graph is trending up in terms yeah. of cases and deaths you can bubble players all you want, like the NBA and Major League Baseball have started doing. But it, from what people are saying, families are going to be involved in some way or players are going to go home to their families every week because they don't want to be apart for an extended period. Yeah. So it's not much of a bubble. You're just letting new people in all the time and potentially bringing coronavirus into your bubble camps. Yeah, So. Yeah. They really need to get a grip on what their rules are and think about it, really. Yeah. Um, and I know you've got thoughts on Brady practicing and Breeze practicing. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think it was Brady, it's so Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, and they've been holding practice sessions and have gone against the advice of the Players Association. Mm. So um, I think it's Demoris Smith who is the... Uh, lead down there at the Players Association, um, and just just looking at the statement he said, he, he's those practices are not in the best interest of players' safety. They aren't in the best interest of protecting our players heading into training camp. He also we also outlined that what happens to a player if they test positive during the season. Um, I feel it's stupid. It's dangerous. If someone catches COVID, um, then who? then who knows what's going to happen, you know, how they protect it. 
Yeah, and that's our time. And the, the people in the comments are making good points. Dylan Owen says, would it be better for the NFL to play games in Europe as it's safer from COVID? It definitely would be, but they're just not going to do that. It's, no, no. They don't want to spend the time away from their families as is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and good luck finding a country that's going to be willing to accept God yeah. knows how many people. Like a minimum of 53 times 32. That's a yeah. crap load of people. I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's, um, that's without without staff as well, isn't it? So it's, it's crazy numbers. Exactly. Duff Valley says uh, there is talk that the NFL have said each team can decide their COVID stance. So some teams can have full stadiums while others will have none. And therein yeah. lies the problem. Yeah, that, and that's that's a new story I I picked up on as well this week. It's yeah, it's yeah, they got to set a standard. They do, and we've got to stick to our rules and move on to the next topic because <laughs> our two minutes has long expired. Uh, as you can see on your screens right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have published images of recent signees Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in their freshly redesigned jerseys. The other news out of Tampa is that. Tom Brady will keep the number 12. There was some question as to whether Chris Godwin would give up the number or not, but he reluctantly did so, saying that out of respect for everything he, Tom Brady, has accomplished and everything he's done, I kind of have to defer to him. I'll let you <laughs> go ahead on this one again. What do you think about the jerseys and the Bucks' new designs and what do you think of the whole 12 debacle two minutes off we go okay so it's, it's something i think we've we've had a bit of a laugh with uh, the last couple of weeks since those images came out um and I, I i've had my opinions on it all um it's it's the design fine but it's a design for a mediocre team straight out of tampa <laughs> um uh, my opinion is he, he he looks ridiculous in red um i didn't like him in the red of the patriots um as for the deferring of the 12 shirt from Godwin, I say Brady's probably thrown his toys out of the pram and got his way because of his brand image. So the TB12 image didn't want to change that. Or or maybe Giselle, Giselle's done it to protect her husband. There's no way I would have said this a year ago, but uh, I'm with Tom Brady on this. When a guy is as accomplished as he is and has done the things he's done and he's got six rings. He should be able to walk into any organ organization he wants and ask for whatever number he wants. He could have had 112 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like He deserves that number. I wasn't a fan of these new jerseys originally. Um, I've got a lot of friends who are Bucks fans and have talked to them about it. And it's kind of grown on me as as we've seen these images with Brady and Gronk. But they, they just kind of lack imagination, these new jerseys. Yeah. They seem to have just gone backwards to their pre-2012 like 2012 jerseys. Yeah. The the one that's that's on screen uh, for our viewers right now is our, our topic picture in the pewter grey with the red uh, arm bands, I think is the one that I like the most. Um, yeah. So I'm it's growing on me. I'm starting to like it. Um, but do you know why what Brady said to get uh, Godwin to give him his number, what he said he'd give him. Uh, I've scoured the internet for the answer on this when it was posed to me a question a couple of hours back. And all I can find is um, Brady would give him nothing. It's a Super Bowl ring, baby. That's what he's <laughs> promised him. 
He's promised him a Super Bowl ring for giving him the number 12. Well, that's as good as nothing anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, speaking of uh, good for nothing, perhaps, as they do every year, the Pro Football Focus have published their rankings of all 32 teams projected best to worst. They have the Baltimore Ravens top and the Jacksonville Jaguars last. What do we think about the rankings? Uh, Are any teams too high, too low? What do we generally think? You can kick us off. Here we go. Okay, so... um... I'm not a fan of this list. I looked over it and pondered and and wondered. It's almost like someone's playing a game like spin a bottle or guess who, to be honest. Um, Rankings mean nothing, um, especially if top players, like the top quarterbacks of these teams get injured or banned for some stupid crap that they do in the off-season or the pre-season. My number one team is definitely the Chiefs. Um, To You know, lump in my throat saying that, but they won comfortably last year, and I, I agree with um, you know the the Jags being a sucky team, but not as much as the New York Jets. Ooh, shade. Yeah, so I, I agree with you that the the defending Super Bowl champs should be higher than they are. They shouldn't be dropping to fourth with as comfortably as they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They they dropped under the Saints. They've got the Saints higher than the the Chiefs, and they've got a QB in decline who was out most of last yeah. year. And the 49ers are above them, whom they walked over. That's just, that's total crap. Uh, Some other things I don't like. The Browns are at 11, which might be a little high, but maybe not. That's the problem is the Browns are so unpredictable. Yeah. You can't really call what they're doing. But the expectations for them were so high last year that I would personally err on the side of they're going to suck rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And the Houston Texans are all the way down at 23, which is nonsense considering they were a a playoff team last year. Okay, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, fine. But they've still got a solid wide receiver core. They've got Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. And not only that, the LA Chargers sit above them in this list. They've got (laughs) a failed QB in Tyrod Taylor and a rookie who they're scared to start. They haven't got a running back worth a damn. Why are the charges at 16? Like, our time is up, but I, I'm just going to say this list sucks. I'm going to write my own. It's yeah. nonsense. What a crap list. Pro football focus, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Fully agree there. Uh, slight interjection for you. Dylan Owen says, can't wait for the Jets to destroy the Pats twice next year. I know the, I know the truth about Dylan Owens, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I'll move on. That sounded ominous. Uh, But a listener question uh, from Nick Ludlam, who is a 49ers fan. San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle wants more than just tight end money. So is he worth the wide receiver one money that he is angling for? And if we don't get this answer right, apparently he is happy to educate whoever thinks that he isn't Uh, so if you're out there uh, Nick do comment along let us know what you think two minutes on the clock uh, I'm going to kick off and say he may line up as a tight end but he absolutely is not a tight end he is the starting wide receiver for 
the San Francisco 49ers. He is their best ball catcher. Um, but also he blocks like a tight end just as a, yeah. an extra little thing. And this season, he is only going to make $735,000 for everything that he has done in previous years and everything that he will do for this team this year. That is an absolute joke. Uh, the franchise tag is worth around $10 million yeah. of tight ends. The highest paid wide receiver in the league is Julio Jones. He makes $22 million a year. A year. So in my book, for what Kittle does, you need to split the difference and give the guy around 15 million a year, something like yeah. that. I think yeah. that would be fair. And who else are they going to be, be spending money on? They haven't got anybody worth big contracts. And who's going to catch footballs for them if not him? Like yeah. Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, Travis Benjamin. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. No, no. What do you think? So I'm I'm a fan of George Kittle anyway. He's, he's a fantastic player. Deserves a good uh, a good contract down there in uh, in San Francisco, um, but a tight end getting wide receiver one money. I know you've said he's there, pretty much their guaranteed WR one in San Francisco, um, but maybe not unless they have the money. But as you rightly said, they could have that money. They could franchise tag him and, and give him the money he deserves. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Nick is out there. He has said uh, he is absolutely worth the money. He is one of the top receiving threats in the league and an extra lineman with his hand on the ground, which is exactly what I said. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. We won't, won't be getting hate mail from Nick. That's wonderful. No. <laughs> That's right then. Moving on. So uh, we're going back to the New York Jets, and we may get uh, some hate mail from the Jets fans out there. Uh, or you may at least. Uh, yeah, disgruntled more, more, New York Jets safety Jamal Adams uh, has asked for a trade. This past week, he announced to the world that he has the Dallas Cowboys at the top of his wish list with the following comments. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, you coming to Dallas? Hey, man, I'm trying, bro. Sorry, folks, I didn't turn the sound on in it. Try again. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, you coming to Dallas? Hey, man, I'm trying, bro. So yeah, are you coming to Dallas? I'm trying, bro. Two minutes on the clock. Is he going to get to Dallas? Is he going to get out of New York? What's happening with Jamal Adams? I. Not really sure whether he gets to Dallas or not. As we mentioned earlier, if Dak Prescott gets his new contract, or even without a new contract, the fact that they are now spending $35 million on him just for this year, mm -hmm. it really limits their chances of being able to take on Jamal Adams' contract. So there's that question right away, whether they can afford it. But in general, I think that Jamal Adams gets out of the Empire State because as soon as camps start to open and teams start to see holes in their secondaries and they know that this guy is out there and the Jets would be stupid not to trade him away because yeah. who wants to keep a guy on their team that's not really willing to play for them? They're not going to get the best out of him. No, People are going to be knocking down the, the doors of the Jets with trade offers. So use 
this this situation to your advantage and get the best value you can for him because he's not yeah. going to play for you again. No. Uh, what what do you think, uh, anti Jets guy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets have got a a, a number of problems, number of players wanting out already um, preseason, um, and Adams is isn't wanting to play there. Um, he wants to go elsewhere. He wants to go down to Dallas and play. For the Cowboys, um, it's, I think it's a really big problem for the Jets. Although I do see him ending up uh, staying staying in the green of, of New York Jets. Um, but he'll probably end up sulking all season. He probably bench. will end up sulking all season if he does stay with the Jets. Uh, Dylan Owens in the comments says that he's a crybaby. He's been arguing with fans on Twitter when New York fans have shown him only love. The fans may have shown him only love, but the team haven't really shown yeah. him a whole lot of love. Uh, yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, the Jets suck. Kind of want to play yeah. for a good team if you're out there. So we have gone through all of our topics and we have, again, neglected our timeouts. But I don't really think there has really been anywhere that we could have used them. Maybe no. uh, at the beginning when we kept talking, yeah, uh, I can't remember what segment it was now. Maybe it was the the COVID thing, yeah. But we we talked a bit out of turn after the two minutes. Maybe we could have used our two minute our timeouts there, but mm. oh well, the timeouts survive to another week. But right now we have a new segment to try out. See if it's any good. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock for this new segment called No Huddle. And in this segment, Matthew, I'm going to ask you as many quick-fire questions as I possibly can just to get your quick, initial, unfiltered opinions about certain topics. Uh, you haven't got any notes for these because you don't know what the questions are. No, it's complete, completely blank on my piece of paper. <laughs> and you're not allowed to call the time out, so we'll just see what we can get through in two minutes. Are you ready? I am. Um... Okay, here we go then. Who starts for New England this year, Newton or Stidham? Newton. Who wins more games this year, the Bucks or the Patriots? Patriots. Best team in New York, Giants, Jets or Bills? Giants. Uh, does Tua Tonga-Vailoa start for the Dolphins this season? Absolutely. Who wins the NFC North, Vikings, Lions, Packers or Bears? Uh, I'm going with the Vikings this year. Who has the best resting bitch face, Bill Belichick or Jay Cutler? Uh, Belichick, definitely. How many games do the Jacksonville Jaguars win this year? Zero. <laughs> Will Tom Brady be on your fantasy football team? Uh, I think he might be my backup, yeah. Will there be fans in stadiums for the 2020 season? Uh, no. Who is better, Julian Edelman or Odell Beckham Jr.? Mm, um, <sighs> Edelman, I think. Edelman. Edelman? Yeah. Where does Colin Kaepernick end up? Uh, New England. Okay. If you didn't support the Patriots, who would you support? Oh, God. Um, probably the Oakland Raiders. Okay. My dad's team. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I understand now. Uh, the nicest new jerseys that have been revealed: the Bucks, the Falcons, or the Rams? 
See, I've only seen the Bucks once, so I'm going to go with like the Falcons because I don't like the Rams ones. <laughs> yeah, none of them are particularly good. Uh, your favourite player? Uh, favourite player would be Drew Bledsoe. Okay. Will the Browns make the playoffs this season? Um, possibly wild card. Most likely to start for the Chargers, Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? I think Justin Herbert. Last one. Will the XFL ever return? Yes, absolutely. 150% it'll return. <laughs> okay. How did you find that? I got through them all. Did I? Yeah. I you got through you got good. through you got through the majority of the ones that I had planned for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh you get to return the favor next week. So start thinking Absolutely. of your questions. If anybody yeah. out there has got any suggestions uh for questions for No Huddle, uh send them directly to Matt as he asked me next week. Yeah. Best I don't know the questions in advance makes it more fun. Absolutely. But that's our show. Uh thanks for everyone that tuned in. Uh very sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, hello, Tara. Thanks for joining us. You can, if you want, write a letter of complaint to Virgin Media and ask them why my internet is so terrible. That would be weird, but also very helpful. Yeah, uh, by all means, send your hate their way. Uh, twice I had to restart this damn stream because the internet crapped out. But we got through it. I think we we've did. had a smooth show from there apart from your face disappearing but yeah that isn't well, necessarily a bad thing if i may be so, no, I put, I, so i'm i'm already getting abuse on my on my team's feed on on facebook anyway so it's going to be quite <laughs> funny yes and thank you to your your team the swansea hammerheads because uh they're very supportive of this podcast and they're they they're are. in the comments and uh yeah. giving you shit which i appreciate yeah. Uh, to no end, especially because they they all seem to hate the Patriots, which is a okay with me. Yeah, I know. I th I think I'm like one of three Patriots fans on the team, or one of two. So the fact yeah. that there's more than one is a travesty. Yeah, but they, on that note, if people want to hurl Patriots-related abuse at you, how can they do that on social media? Okay, so I'm on um, my Swansea Hammerheads, so they can throw abuse at the team, but direct it at me um actually not not other team just at me um find me on twitter at matt ward 1985 uk and i'm also on facebook just under my name matt ward lovely if you want to get in contact with me you can find me on facebook and twitter at the jazz show on instagram at the jazz show underscore ig you can check out uh, many of the other live shows and podcasts on this network if you like wrestling, tune in this Thursday for the main roster as we talk about the last couple of weeks of WWE TV. Uh, and if you like two guys dicking around and having fun and a bit of comedy, tune in for Covidio Kill the Radio Star on Sunday night with me and my friend Alex. Anything to add before I kick us off, Matt? No, I think it's been a fantastic show. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us, considering the technical difficulties. And um, yeah, we're on to um, we're on to number twelve. Just not on to number twelve. Hopefully, without the, the technical difficulties. <laughs>